0: John the Baptist was a bit of a legend. He gave the people a glimmer of hope in the most difficult times. The Bible had a lot of good things to say about John the Baptist, one of which was he was the best of all prophets. But even the best of prophets couldn't give the people peace that they preached. Our text begins with John being arrested. I mean, how disappointing is this? Who are the people to look for now? And then we read these incredible words of the Lord Jesus Christ that he came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This phrase, the gospel of God, is used in the book of Romans where Paul begins this wonderful letter, this masterpiece, by saying this same phrase, the gospel of God. R.C. Sproul notes that the grammar used here is in the passive, which means it isn't the gospel about God, although that is true but it is the gospel that belongs to God. That is, God himself is giving this message. He will not delegate the message to a mere prophet. John did a great job of preparing the people for refreshment, but it's ultimately God himself who will refresh his people by his gospel. Jesus goes to make a connection that this gospel is connected to an event that has been fulfilled. The time has been fulfilled. Apparently in the New Testament, there are two words that is used for time. The most common chronologically That is the order of events by time. But the other is drawing attention to a specific event in history that is groundbreaking. This is the word that Mark uses this historic event has been fulfilled the entire old testament is climaxing to this very point the tabernacle the temple the priesthood the sacrificial system the prophecies were all pointing to this historic event when jesus the christ the very son of god was to come into the world He goes on to talk about how the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God was cracking open for all to see. It wasn't fully on display. As we can see from the beginning of our passage, John is in jail. Darkness is still at work. In the world, but the light of the kingdom is cracking open for all to see. Jesus will display his kingdom through his life and ultimately by his death and resurrection. So that men and women, boys and girls can enter into the full benefits of this kingdom life. Jesus reminds us of our responsibility, though. We are to repent and believe. Repent. That is, repent of our own kingdom. Turn away from our own self-centered kingdom that we look to. And rather, behold the King of glory who alone can save. Then he says, not just repent, but believe. That is, entrust our entire lives to the king who calls us unto himself. Now you might be thinking, that's, a, that's an amazing message. Sounds great. But how do I know that God cares for me? Individually. Well, in verses 16 to 20, we learn that King Jesus personally calls various individuals to experience this kingdom life. So, for example, we see that the Lord Jesus calls Simon and his brother Andrew as they're fishing. And he sees them, and then he sees James, the sons of Zebedee, and John, his brother, mending their nets. And he sees them, and then he calls them. Now, whatever your thoughts are about fishing, whether you think it's a great thing to do or not a good thing to do, back then, to be a fisherman, specifically by the Sea of Galilee, was a lucrative business. In this culture, people ate a very steady flow, of a steady diet of food. And fish was on the top of this limited list of food. So anyone can get in on the fishing business was doing fairly well. But Jesus calls them. This is very significant. You see, Jesus is the ultimate rabbi. In fact, the word is used time and time again in Mark that he's a rabbi, a teacher. And in that culture, rabbis were always the ones that they were not the ones to to pursue their disciples, but the disciples would essentially throw out their resume and pray to God that the Rabbis would choose them, but here King Jesus is choosing these individuals. Now this is very significant language. When he says, I am going to make you fishers of men. You think fishing, being a fisherman is awesome and good for business? I'm going to call you to a greater purpose. Now, this is significant language because in the Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah writes of fishermen leading Israel out of captivity. Now, in a greater sense, Jesus is sending fishermen not to lead Israel out of captivity, but to lead the nations out of the captivity of their sin. I want you to notice a few key words in this passage. Verse 18, they immediately left their nets and followed him. There was something to leave, but there was someone to follow. This is the key. When we focus on our own kingdom, when we're focused on filling ourselves with our own stuff, Sometimes good things, good stuff. We realize that we are trusting in good things rather than following someone. This is relational. The King of glory is calling us onto Him to enjoy this kingdom life. But the key is, as he calls the people then, he calls us to, we need to repent and believe. We need to repent of our own kingdom, and we need to follow the King of glory. As I close, let me read the amazing words of Jesus in Mark chapter 8 and verse 34. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me.